or any member of your family is struggling uh, this season of the year financially, please let us know. We want to help you. Uh, mean that too, from the bottom of my heart. So uh, just let Bev or myself know, and we will we'll get right on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is that what the church family is about? Amen. Helping one another, encouraging one another. It's the season, isn't it? And that's kind of the, the how many know it's the season all year long to help somebody, right? <laughs> to, to love and give. But uh, there's a song that was written, I guess, back in, it was part of a musical called Deck the Halls back in 1862. And uh, it says, tis the season to what? Tis the season, be jolly, la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la, there we go. We could have a choir today, right? <laughs> Amen. So that's kind of where I got the idea for this, tis the season, the old English way of saying it is. It is, that asterisk and the tis, it is the season to be jolly. And I know this season, uh, for some people, I've been there, I've been there, believe me, uh, 22 years ago or so, I can remember dreading this season almost, and yet here I'm the guy that preached for a number of years, but it was a, uh, my life, my family, my ministry, everything was in a terrible, terrible place, and so I get it, I understand that it can be a tough season for those uh, that have suffered loss and hurt, but again, it's uh, for believers... I believe we can rise above it. I believe we can look past all the stuff that's happened in our lives. Amen? And that's what we have to do. It's a, it's a season of rejoicing. Jesus came. I said Jesus came. Amen. To this earth, praise God, and to, to rescue and save all of humanity. Hallelujah. Let's, let's praise break right now. Let's give him one more praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You changed our lives, Lord. Hallelujah. There's a, another song that we sing this time of year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I'll tell you this. It's not because of parties for hosting or marshmallows for toasting or caroling out in the snow. Amen. It's the most wonderful time of year because Jesus came hallelujah john 1 14 says it so well does it not here it is right here and the word jesus became flesh human incarnate and tabernacled he fixed his tent of flesh lived a while among us and we actually saw his glory his honor his majesty such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father full of grace favor loving kindness and truth. I'm glad he tabernacled, aren't you? He pitched his tent right here amongst us. He got right in your business, didn't he? Hallelujah. He loved humanity enough. Praise God. Jesus identified with humanity by becoming flesh. And I'll say this today. He's the perfect expression of God in human form. Amen. He became sin. He who knew no sin became sin. He was completely human, fully God, and yet he was fully man. Does that blow your mind? Hallelujah. Just thank you. Thank you, Father God. You had a plan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He should be our number one focus, I believe, this season of the year. 
you know, it's, you know, they had looked for several years, you know, down through the ages for the Messiah to come, did they not? But Galatians 4 and 4 said it had to be the, quote, fullness of time. God has a plan. How do you know he has seasons? He has seasons for uh, things for all of our, our lives. Uh, and in the fullness of time, here it is, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem. Everybody say, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons and daughters. Praise God. What a plan. What a great plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, out of this group today, there's, there's many in different seasons of life. There's some that perhaps may be new parents. There may be some empty nesters here today. There may be some raising teenagers. Lord Jesus, help us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right? Amen. Some may be just started dating. Others may be newly married. Others maybe just have gone through a recent divorce or are in the process of it. Others, you may have been just celebrated 40, 30, 40, 50 years of marriage. Some are new Christians, and some have been a Christian a long time. Do you, do you get this? There are seasons in life, and we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Solomon saw it. He was one of the wisest men, wasn't he? And he said that to, to life, to everything, there is a season. How many have gone through some seasons? Amen. There's a lot of different seasons as I look back on my life that I have gone through. But one thing I've learned that really I think, uh, and sometimes this is tough, but we need to enjoy the season that we're in. Learn to enjoy the season. Even if, it's, even if you're in the middle of a test right now, realize that God's going to, you know, he's going to bring you through this. He's going to bring you through this. And, oh, man, it's just taking everything I can, pastor, preacher, to, to put one foot in front of the other. Praise him anyway. I said praise him anyway. Praise him in the storms. Praise him in the times when you just, you know, you don't know where your next meal is even coming. I've been there too on that deal. Still give him praise. Learn to enjoy the season. But let's, let's read this scripture in Solomon. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And we'll begin reading in verse number one. He's making some observations here about life. He has learned some things. He's been imparted with some wisdom, but he's also learned some things. How many of you learn things as you go through life? Amen. So here we go. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. There's a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak. How many's learning that one? <laughs> time to be quiet. A time to love 
and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet, everybody say yet. Yet, God has made what? Everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to what? Be happy. Everybody say it. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. All right. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? Man, y'all, some of y'all give me that cow look this morning. So uh, there you go. There's a little laugh and a little smile. But, and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. This, this advice is written from a man who had everything. Really, literally. I mean, hundreds of, of, of uh, cattle, sheep, all kinds of things, all kinds of women, all kinds of stuff that just anything a person, uh, anything that he wanted, right? And yet we find him concluding later in this book, he said it's all vanity. It's all vexation of spirit. The main thing a person needs to do is what? Respect God, fear God, and live your life for him. Amen? That's, that's, the, that's the sum of all of life. So here he is, you know, teaching here, uh, sharing this with us. There are different seasons in our life, and they can be beautiful if we uh, will allow it to be. You know, a lot of times we talk, we whine, we complain, and guess what? We get to remain in that season a little longer, right? So why not just praise God right through the midst of all these Seasons. God schedules, I believe, every season of your life. However, he doesn't post the schedule for you to approve or disapprove. <laughs> right? He doesn't post the schedule. You just have to, quote, figure it out. And how many of you have learned some things in some of the most difficult seasons of your life? Me too. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that difficult Season, Amen. You helped me through it. You know, we, we sometimes look at someone else and think, well, I wish I was in that season in my life. Right? You know, you're only seeing the fruit of what they have. You don't see the fight that they went through to get to that season in their life. Is it easy to look at somebody else and see the blessings of God and all the stuff and think, oh, I'd like to... Blah, blah, blah. It's almost covetousness. Almost, oh, I'd like to be like that. Some of them went to hell and back, amen, to get where they're at, amen. They've had to fight, and they resisted the devil, and he fleed away from them, amen. Praise God. So it's, it's easy to look at somebody else and want to be in their season. You're in the season God wants you to be in right now, and he will bring you through it. Hallelujah. Every season has a struggle. I believe it. Every season you're in has a struggle. You keep trusting, you keep praying, you keep praising. As Solomon said so well, there's a time for gain, there's a time for loss, there's a time to cry, there's a time to laugh. But every season, there's going to be some struggles. But I'm going to tell you this. Write this down if you don't get anything else out of this whole sermon today. Struggles don't change your position. Struggles don't change who you are. 
Amen? Did y'all hear me on this side? Struggles don't change your position. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. He's given you a delegated authority over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. You realize who you are in Christ. And I get it. You know, when the incoming darts are more than, than we can comprehend sometimes, it's easy to get in the flesh. But we have got to learn to walk in the Spirit and realize who we are. Say this, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, a lot of folks spend their whole, time, whole life just living, uh, looking back, looking back at, at things. I, I've, in ministry, I've noticed this so many times, even the couple that Bev and I ministered to yesterday out on the, the parking lot there. A lot of things had happened in their 10 years of, of marriage, and, uh, just, uh, and, and there, the things are going to happen, but they were looking in the rearview mirror, and all we could do was give them some hope for the future. Can I tell you today that yesterday's over? Yesterday's over. I can't go back and change Saturday, December the 10th, can I? There's nothing I can do to go back and be able to change what happened yesterday, last week, last month, last year. But I can change tomorrow, God willing. And he keeps me around here, amen? I can change tomorrow. People can change. I don't care what anybody's spoken over your life and say, oh, he's never going to change. She's never going to change. Lie. Amen. People can change. Praise God. You're focused instead of looking in the, you know, driving. How would that be, you know? You're going to run over some stuff, aren't you? Looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Hallelujah. Our focus must be on the future and the destiny that God has for you. That's got to be our focus, amen? Hallelujah. Keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes on the goal. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says this. But the Lord says, Do not cling to the events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago. Did y'all catch that? Don't what? Do not dwell on it. Do not cling to it. Yeah. Do not, he says. In fact, the message says forget it. Forget the past. I like that. Don't cling to it. And then verse 19, watch for the new thing I am going to do. It is happening already. You can see it now. I will make a road through the wilderness and give you streams of water there. Ooh, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul in the New Testament said it this way in Philippians 3, 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. Mm. And what? Looking forward to what lies ahead. Praise God. I press on, he says in the next verses, toward the mark. Praise God, I reach forth like a runner trying to stick his neck across the finish line. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't look back. I keep running forward. My eyes are on the prize. What is the prize? 
heaven. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Both of these verses, Old Testament and New Testament, they tell us to forget the past, and then, but they give us a promise for the future. Isaiah said, I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers, hallelujah, in the desert. Praise God. Don't allow familiarity or comfort or security hold you back from what God has for you. That new thing, I believe, is waiting to be possessed for some people in this new year. Amen? We're closing out this year. And again, as I said, we, it's, oh, it's just about over. What? There's three weeks left, maybe? Yeah, three weeks, I believe, left. We'll be standing here. It'll be January the 1st. And uh, some people will be making New Year's resolutions and all this stuff. I'm just going to keep trusting God, aren't you? And, and yes, I do have goals. I do have things that I've written down that I want to do for God. I believe that's very, very important. But uh, we're going to keep preaching Jesus, aren't we? We're going to keep telling the world Jesus saves, heals, sets free, and delivers. Hallelujah. I'm expecting God to do something big. I said, I'm expecting God to do something big next year. Amen. Hallelujah. He's done something big this year. Can he get bigger? Amen. According to your what? Faith, be it unto you. So you can lay around and lick your wounds and cry all you want to, but the bottom line is one of these days you've got to get up and face the future. Amen. And you can face it one way or the other. I need a partner for life. Amen. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We praise him. You know, how you respond to your seasons. I've said, I'm saying it again before I move on is so important. Your response to the season of life that you're in. And as I said, I see people, I know a lot of you, a lot of you are in different seasons right now. Praise God. But God is ready to promote you. I believe that. He's ready to advance you. Hallelujah. So, back to the main text. This season that we're in right now, it's a season of Jesus coming to this earth. It's a joyous, joyous season. But, you know, some of our, I've already met some people. I have customers, and I've talked to some friends and different ones. They've already decided their response to how this season's going to be for them. Anybody heard the words, I just dread. I just dread this season of the year. Uh, here's another one I've heard, all the hassle. Y'all heard that? Oh, all this, and rip the gifts. And blah, 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 blah. Just, just uh, you know, down, down, down. I just dread it. Wish we could just skip over it. I've heard that already. Uh, uh, no gifts to give. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You, you don't have to have a penny to be able to give gifts. You can give a hug. You can give a smile. You can give a word of cheer to that neighbor, that old grumpy <laughs> neighbor across the street. Amen. Praise God. Let him know that Jesus came. Hallelujah. To redeem mankind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Praise God. He is the reason for the season. God, be, God may be wanting to use you to reach that grumpy person, that co-worker, negative uh, Nancy or <laughs> whoever you want, whatever name you want to call her by. He may want to use you. Amen. Would it be worth it to say a kind word, to give someone a hug, to bring them a, a, a chocolate chip cookie or whatever hallelujah you know someone maybe even that's that's wronged you find it within yourself to even love them and give them a smile lay it down amen 
Praise God. You know, I, this time of year, I, I think of uh, Charlie Brown and Lucy. Anybody like Charlie Brown and Lucy? Bev does, I know. We have a Snoopy dog cookie jar at our house. And last night, I got her to sit down and play a little bit of the... She's a great pianist. Some people don't know that. Now she's hiding back there, but she can read the dots. She can read the dots on the little music thing and really get do some some great stuff she played played about uh two two or three lines of it and then quit said i'm out of practice but it was it was great but anyway here's here's a here's a little illustration here about you know lucy was always fussing at charlie brown wasn't she so here we are lucy comes into where charlie brown's standing and says merry christmas charlie brown tis the season of peace on earth and goodwill to men Therefore, I suggest we forget all our differences and love one another. Charlie Brown lights up and says, That's wonderful, Lucy. I'm so glad you said that. But tell me, do we have to love each other only at this season of the year? Why can't we love each other all year long? Lucy responds, What are you, a fanatic or something? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to love somebody all year sometimes, right? They get under your skin, and, uh, and we say things. But, again, you know, I, I, want, I want to move forward here, too, today. We want to zoom. I want to zoom way, way out. I've zoomed in here. We've had a little fun, uh, good time here with some of the seasons. But I want to look at the worldview right now of the seasons of the year and what's going on. We're, we're once again, I believe, in a season of watchfulness. And preparation. The same season that some of these people were in when Jesus came the first time. Right? Is he coming again? Yes, he is. And in the midst of all the gift wrapping and all the cooking and all the cleaning and all the stuff that we do to celebrate this season, again, I come back to focus in and zoom in on the fact that we do need to be watching for Jesus to come. And you need to, if you're a parent, you need, to, you need to make sure your kids understand the real meaning of Christmas. Amen? It's not just Santa Claus and the reindeer, let me tell you, baby. It's so much farther than that. That's just a fun little game that we play. But it's so much more than that. What we're really celebrating is Jesus. Praise God. I said what we're really celebrating is is Jesus Christ. He loved you, and I keep saying it, and me enough to come and lay down his life for us. And he's coming again. I don't care what CNN or ABC or NBC or anybody else tells you, Jesus is coming again. And it could be this week. It could be this very day. No man knows the day nor the hour, so you'll never hear me say he's coming, blah, blah, blah. But he's coming again, and we can lose focus of that, church, in the midst of the different seasons that we're going through in our life. But that should be implanted, I believe, in our spirit. Amen? That Jesus is coming. It could be today. I need to be watching. I need to be ready. I need to be prepared, and I need to be taking somebody along with me. Would that be good if we could take some people along with us? Hallelujah. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1 through 8, 
It says this. Concerning the times and the seasons. There it is, that word. Brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you, everybody say this. You yourselves know perfectly. That the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. Woo! Hallelujah. Say, I'm not in darkness. Hallelujah. So that this day should overtake you. As a thief, it's going to catch some people off guard, isn't it? It shouldn't be taking, overtaking a believer off guard. Amen? For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. Every time I read sons of light, I think one version says children of light. I, one of my first youth pastors when I went to Hobbs, New Mexico back in 1982, wrote a song called Children of the Light, There'll Be No More Night. And Gary, uh, I think about Gary Elliott quite frequently. He lost his life he was, as, a, as a young man. But I, I think of that song, and he would get up and sing it. We would have, anybody ever heard of, of Singspirations? <laughs> Where you get up back in the day and everybody's saying, you let anybody that could halfway carry a tune, you let them, you know, on the, it was usually on the fifth Sunday of the month. You know, how many of those, four a year? You know, we'd do it a couple times a year, maybe every six months or something on the, fifth Sunday and Gary wrote that song and man children of the light there'll be no more night I'm glad that I'm walking in light aren't you in revelation and inspiration amen praise God thank you Lord okay back to you you're all sons of light and sons of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch everybody say watch and be sober for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. And Jesus answered and said unto them, uh-oh, we jumped to a different scripture there. All right. Okay, we'll come back to that one. That's next, all right. We were on 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 8. We have to start looking, I believe, down the road, don't we? a little further than our day-to-day grind and realizing the big picture. The big picture. He is coming again. And to those that look for him, will he appear? The second time, it says. Amen? The first time, a lot of them, a lot of his own people weren't looking for him. There's still Jews today that believe he didn't come. I've met one this, this year, actually a locksmith. He didn't he wasn't aware of that. And I told him, I said, yeah, he did. He's already come. He's already come once, and he's coming again. Amen? So we need to be watching. We need to be prepared. We're not walking in darkness here, as Paul said so well. Praise God. Matthew 24, now we're ready for that. Matthew 24, verse 4. You know, Jesus talked about this even a long time before Paul did. This very the same thing, along the same lines. He said this. Take heed that no man, what? Deceive you. The disciples had asked him, said, you know, you, we've heard you talk about some things here. And we wonder, what, what are going to be the signs? What's going to be happening when, when, you, uh, when you come again? 
He said, for many shall come in my name. Here we go. Here's a clue. Saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. We'll come back to that. The beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and they shall betray one another. Is he reading the mail of today? Many shall be what? Offended. Betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But here it is. But he that endures till the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. All of this is going to be going on leading up to the beginning of sorrows. And what this is referring to is like the labor pains that a woman goes through. Jesus talks about it here. Paul, the scripture I just read you all ago, even mentioned the very same thing. The severe labor pains followed by delivery and fulfillment are a pledge of the end and the joy of the time of delivery. Woo! Is there, is there, after all the pain, is there something great that happens? Once you hold that child in your arms, it's like, uh, I'm not a woman, but they tell me it's worth it all, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, it depends on whether you just had a child yesterday or, it takes a little while, right? But once you hold that tiny, precious little baby, boy or girl, in your arms, it's like, oh, wow, you forget about all the labor pains and all the stuff that you have gone through. You know, this, this world, you know, th- th- this beginning of SARS, oh, let me say this first, will transition us from this age to the age to come. Amen? It's going to transition the child of God. You know, there's, in, in our Bible college class, we talk about the dispensations. We're going to move from the dispensation of grace into the dispensation of divine kingdom. God's going to begin setting up his divine kingdom. Amen? We'll rule and reign with him forever and forever. Hallelujah. So, you know, right now we see all these things going on, all the deception, all the stuff, uh, you know, by the media. By, I mean, they're finding out more and more of all the, the stuff that, 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 that goes on that, uh, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time here, that, that try to... Uh, What's the word here? Uh, put, shut down the voice of Christianity. Let's put it that way. Or the, or the conservative uh, type viewpoint. They're doing everything they can. And, and we know that things have to be fulfilled according to the, to the word of God. And, you know, saw this right here. All the deception, all the lies, all the stuff. Jesus saw it. Paul saw it. We see it being played out before us here today. But I want to say this today. Never has there been a generation... In any greater need of a warning against deception than this generation. Due to the mass media and the social media, amen, and, and the 
the, the schools. I mean, you can start there, the colleges, all of it. If you don't have a particular viewpoint that goes along with their philosophy and their agenda, then you are looked down upon. We, you know, freedom of speech, but it's just for us. <laughs> you know, your opinion doesn't, doesn't matter. What a sad, sad day. This, this nation was built on Christian principles. And many of the colleges that were formed in their beginning were Christian universities. Now you look at them and and you wonder, my God, what happened? What happened that we can't even have a prayer meeting on the campus or whatever? You know, it's sad, sad, sad day. But Jesus said it, iniquity, what? Will abound and the love of many will what? Wax cold. You know, it's we're seeing it play out church so the season that i'm going back to it the season that you and i are in today we're in the season of watchfulness and preparation watchfulness and preparation you can we can spend a lot of time up here talking about current events and all that's going on if you're if you're halfway smart and got a brain in your head you can see it you don't have to be really really smart so we are in that season in that time it's time, I believe, for, for believers to realize the season that we're in. And I, but I want to say this. You say, oh, man, this is gloom, despair, and agony. No, it's not. It's not. Hallelujah. Paul said it well when he said, where sin did abound, Romans 5.20. Where sin did abound. What happened? Grace did much more abound. Hallelujah. I believe it's a season for some harvest. I want to get another one, don't you? Hallelujah. Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to see this church become an evangelizing church. People coming in. Yeah. Just yesterday, praying with this couple, it, it put a, lit a fire in me. They were so hungry for the, for the truth of Jesus Christ. There's people uh, around, right around this neighborhood, right where you live. All it's going to take is somebody loving on them, spending a little time with them, letting them know that Jesus is the answer. Praise God. So we rejoice as Christians, as believers for this season. We rejoice and we are glad because he said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, what? Look up, lift up your head for your redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to stand together today. Praise the Lord. Shared my heart with you, the seasons that we're in. And I don't know exactly what season everybody is in today in your life. But I, again, I say in the, in the kingdom world, it's a season of a few more days perhaps for us to live for God, for us to be watchful, for us to be prepared and taking somebody with us on this flight out of here. Praise God. Is that not the goal? Praise the Lord. So bow your heads with me today. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that Paul said it so well. Do you not know? We do know. We understand. Lord, we look around and we see the events going on in our world. And Lord, we, we cry out. I know there's intercessors in this room today. We cry out at the sinfulness. We cry out at the deception 
and the wickedness and the perverseness that we see in this world today, God. And we cry out for souls. They're being led like a lamb to a slaughter. They're being deceived. So, God, we come against deception. We pray for a harvest of souls, Lord, not only from this church, but every church in this town, Lord, every church in this state, in this nation, around this world, God. May we get a fresh revelation of the season that we're in. Not necessarily personal, Lord, but the big season, the big picture, Lord God. May we grasp that in our spirit and do what we can to impact lives wherever we're at. Lord, in the grocery store, the parking lots, the gas station, wherever you open a door of opportunity. Lord, and I speak that over this body today. Lord, opportunities abounding for people to share their faith. Lord, to bring people in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to be watchful, yes, and be prepared. It's time to seek you. The shepherds did in their season. The wise men did. They sought the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. We seek you. We rejoice in you. We praise you today for the hope we have in Christ. Hallelujah. I just want to start today with our eyes still closed. You're really not concerned about anything else going on here today except you, yourself. How is it with you, your heart with God? Is there anything in your life that the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about? He's been talking to you about and something that you know that you need to lay it down at the altar. If that's you today, slip up your hand. There's some things that Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about. I want to lay it down at the altar today. Anybody? So wait just a moment. I want to lay it down. Hallelujah. Or maybe you're here today and you're you're struggling in the season that you're in right now. It's been tough. There's been some tough things going on. Perhaps relationships or finances or something and you want to, to lay it down today. Slip your hand up today. I'm struggling, Pastor. Yes, there's a season right now that we're going through. Yes, it's a tough, it, it, it could be so many different things, but I'm struggling. I need some help. We're going to have some of our ministry team come up here today and invite you to come up and pray. Those of you uh, that raised your hand today, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I praise you today for these that have responded. Thank you, Lord God, the Holy Spirit is surely here today to minister unto them. Lord, as we pray for one another, as we surrender, we quit struggling with it. We let it go. Lord, we give it to you. We're surrendering all to you. As they sing this song today, just if you would like prayer today, just please just come and stand here and we're going to pray with you. Yeah. 
Amen.